Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Brand new season. Brand new dawn for Formula One. It's the Bahrain Grand Prix. And it's lights out and away we go. We off the green, green, green. This for my kids. Welcome to another episode of Pit Stop Fracker. I'm your host, Mahad, and we're here today with me is Lawrence. How are we doing, brother? All good. As you can see, obviously, for those which you can see that the background. After that masterclass from my brother, my Asian brother, Alex, all good. All good. You're, you're, repre- you're representing Albon. We don't have an Albon representative on this pod, but guess what? We've got one now. Tell you that now. <laughs> this guy rants and raves about Albon. Um, we're back today. I'm back on hosting duty. We're going to be talking about the Canadian Grand Prix that happened uh, on Sunday. Sorry, this is late. That's my fault. I forgot I was hosting, but that's just how it is sometimes. It's a podcast game, you know what I mean? Um, before we get started, follow us on Pit Stop Fracker on Twitter. Follow us on Pit Stop Fracker on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok. And uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, give this a like, add some comments. We all love to see your comments. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or an Apple podcast, please give us a five-star review and leave us some nice comments and reviews. Um, We'll get started because this was an interesting weekend. We've had a lot of wet weekends 
in Formula One recently. Shout out to Global Warming. Um, and Canada uh, was for the second year running raining. And we are going to talk about certain individuals in quality because it was mixed conditions. It was heavy, heavy downfall in uh, FP3. Kind of continued at the beginning of uh, qualifying. And there were some interesting dropouts and interesting driving standards as well in Formula <laughs> 1. Um, the first person that we're going to cast some judgment over is Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz seemed to be impeding the whole world. Even if he wasn't in Formula 1. If he was on the M25, he's impeding you. He's everywhere. He's impeded. Um, g- give us your thought and breakdown of the kind of driving standards of uh, Carlos Sainz and, and Lance Stroll that way. In the beginning of that session, what, what was going through their mind? So, Carlos Science Jr., and we just every week, every passing week, I get closer and closer to thinking he's fully adopted. This guy, this guy has one of the greatest rally drivers of all time as a father. This, this guy's dad had him out in the rain every single day when he was about five years old in the car, apparently, allegedly. Um, and yet. I couldn't quite believe what we've seen, to be honest. Um, so, I mean, the impeding was one thing. Obviously, there wasn't really any 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 real pace um, in what you showed. And I think, obviously, the the weather's always the great equaliser. So, and, and given the type of track Canada is, it doesn't, aside from Red Bull aside, um, it doesn't really matter too, too drastically about where your car is um, to that extent. But, I mean... Yeah, for his, for his defense to come out and be that other people are blocking him, so I mean that's so petty. That's something obviously you see in like an indoor karting session or something like that. Um, <laughs> so I mean that's it. There's not really much more to add on. There was that particular incident that cost Gasly, right? Yeah, I mean that that's scary. If you've seen any of the live live footage on that as well, obviously from the grandstands, that's. That doesn't matter if you're being told. That's just blatant disregard, obviously, for, for other people trying to set their lap because he's in the middle of the track, so he's impeding one on his right. He's impeding Gasly, obviously, coming on the racing line. Um, but I don't even know what he's doing because why would you start your lap in the middle of the chicane? So he's only, he already messed up his own lap um, and obviously then got a penalty for it. So all round howler from... See someone who's supposed to be decent in those conditions, um, especially judging them. Um, but it was quite concerning, actually. That obviously that's an opportunity for him as well. I think obviously inter team to put down a marker, given that then obviously they're they're not in the say at the same level as they were last year, Ferrari. Um, and yeah, again, just a miss on it on his path. Just seems to be. Just a weekly thing. Something's going wrong with Carlos Sainz. He's either getting a penalty or he's crashing out. Because he even crashed out in free practice as well. Uh, and uh, completely destroyed his front wing. It's literally always something with this guy. And you see, like, sometimes you, you get a glimmer of hope. Like, oh, this is the turning point now for Carlos Sainz. This is where he's going to turn things around. And I would say he's a bit of a middle-of-the-road driver. Um, but it's these type of moments where you're thinking, firstly, there's no awareness in your driving because you you need to get your... And I don't know whether this is something on Ferrari pit wall as well because obviously we had the Monaco situation with Leclerc as well. 
or is it like like at the at the end of the day, that's one of the fastest. Uh, that's one of the hardest breaking points in Formula One. That corner, you need to be able to uh, finish your lap if you if you are on a hot lap. You can't be dawdling there, and it doesn't even benefit your lap to be dawdling in there. Your next lap to be going that slow on that corner. Nope. Generate that's, some heat in tires and start. That's that's the thing. Like even if you take out the fact how unsafe it is. The guy's messed up his lap before it's even begun. Obviously, we saw how much temperature was, was key there. And he's been s- s- idling down the straight. Um, yeah, I just... There, there, there was... Even if he managed to do his lap, it would have been a dead lap anyway. So, it was, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, 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 I don't understand, like, this whole, oh, let me just park up and, you know... And I, I, I think I think to be doing that in Q1 in a Ferrari, what are you doing? Just, get, just make sure you get through, mate. Just make sure you get through and sort yourself out instead of risking other people's laps, endangering people, and um, also just, you know, just not even um, thinking about the consequences of causing that incident. Like, you're going to get a penalty. You're going to get a penalty. What's the point of this? He kind of, he probably already knew that in Q2 and Q3 that I've got a penalty for that stupidness. But and the, the the thing with as well, it takes obviously he got a penalty, so he's, he went down to what? What was he? Tenth or eleventh on the yeah, grid? We, we um, behind the but that's 11th. at that point, it doesn't even matter what his performance was because it kind of hides behind the so the penalty hides how poor he was anyway. Um, so it's almost like well, and it, and he didn't really have any re- real regrets or anything about it. It was very odd. Like you'd think he'd be more devastated. Oh, um. It wasn't able to put out even in Q1. If you put if he went top in Q1, it's something, um, but nothing. I mean, he didn't seem that guy about it either, which is which was one of the odd things. Ridiculous. And we'll speak about some other guys as you guys can see. Marx is on the screen now. Uh, I'm going to ask him a question in a minute because I know he's on the phone call quite a lot. Um, honestly, oh, you're not on the phone call. Say so, no, um, Saka just scored a hat trick, bro. We <laughs> start <All right>. playing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Welcome, welcome, Marks. Welcome, Marks. This is a good, uh, good intro because we're about to uh, ask some people to rise it because there's certain people that are not getting into Q2. They're getting into Q3 when they should be getting into Q3. Uh, The first gentleman, Charles Leclerc. This is two weekends in a row now. Um, Failed wonder kid. Failed wonder kid. This is what we're doing. Yeah. I don't know. Let me go. Firstly, before I go to you, Mars, let me go back to you, Lawrence. Yeah. Is this an issue with him in mixed conditions and being able to generate heat in tires? Is this a problem now? Is he not adapting his driving style to possibly try to generate that heat so he can get the heat cycle in and kind of put that put that lap out? Because he seems like he's just dawdling around. Mm whether it be on inters or, or, or softs when it is mixing munitions and can't generate that heat in his tyres to put a lap in. It has to be. I think, obviously, if you compare him to those who are at the front, so you've got Max, obviously, uh, Fernando, they're, they're very aggressive in, in how... Um, obviously, if you only have to watch an on-board of both of them to see, actually, they, they literally just chuck it in at every corner, I think. And especially on inters... Um, it's a bit technical, but essentially, the, the it's not so much the tire, the, 
temperature on the surface it's the core of the tire so that you can't just chuck it around one corner and it, and it builds up heat and i think leclerc you know that that driving style is not conducive to that um but i i think it's just it's just a lack of um being proactive i think you, you look at maxi's out there straight away first one out he's calling the shots um and i don't think you see that with him i think that that's and in in those conditions you've got to be with the one being aggressive pushing things forwards whether that's being on the right tire at the right time getting out early to, to obviously get your gap to do you know the tire warming um it just doesn't there isn't that intensity from him let's talk about q2 in particular like Obviously, he he did ask for softs quite early. He was one of those people saying, "Look, I want, uh, on that first out lap, he was like, let me put softs on.' Let me put softs on." And they were like, "No, Verstappen putting a lap in on Inters, so you need to put a lap in on Inters." And he couldn't put that lap in on Inters because there were certain people that did get into uh, Q3 on their Inters, and he could not put a lap in. And then uh, when he went to the softs, it was too late. But that's where I think, obviously, he was demanding the softs initially and that's the I think probably because obviously he, he's going to be most aware of, of what he can get out of that but if you're going to go if you're going to ask for it don't just ask for it and go oh you know maybe 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 soft like basically bark at the engineers get the, get them on the car um no no questions asked and then obviously if he messes it up then it's solely on on his shoulders it's like a bit of he's, he's too passive with it like, and obviously, yes, Max is going to go out, get a banker on it. And, and in principle, it's obviously in those conditions, it's a great idea. That's that's what you would do. Um, but given Q1 went how it went and it didn't look particularly great uh, on his side, just 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 go for it. I mean, I, we had that a bit last year. I think it was with George when in Q, I know in Q3, it's slightly different. But, um, you know, he, he went bold. He went screw it we're gonna go gonna go for the softs obviously he wasn't ready at all the track back then um but he went for it dictated what the team were gonna do he doesn't do and in those conditions you have to do that um even if your team is saying max is set up forget max he needs to do what he feel, feels comfortable with so and so if you go on you know changeable conditions you're already on the back foot the second you are reacting um as opposed to being proactive you're in, you're in trouble and he does that basically week in week out now yeah I, I i heard an old saying saying basically when it's when it's going from dry to wet that's on your pit wall trying to tell you what's going on with the rain and so on and but when it's going from wet to dry that's all on driver to dictate that strategy and see how see how you feel out there um Mars, there's another individual that's on a stinky streak right now uh, sergio perez Another Q2 exit. Tell me your thoughts on this guy, man. What's going on with this guy at the moment? Another failed championship wonder kid. contender to what? Another failed wonder kid. No, I think he's really a truly a failed wonder kid. When it was at McLaren, it was wonder kid when he first came in. Yeah. You were like, oh yeah, yeah, check out. And then he just tried to kill Button. That was the, that was his whole mo. Um, Checo, Checo, Checo. What can I say? I mean, you're, you've never really been good at quality, but you, you think things will improve this season, especially with the car behind you. Um, from what I recall, he's not very good at Canada as well. I think it's one of the few street tracks he's not very good at. 
Um, yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't really know what to say for Checo. It's just that it's the same old story. Like he has a good run, then he goes on a bad run. He has a good run and he goes on a bad run. And it's kind of, you just want consistency, really. Um, I know a lot of people, um, yeah, I know a lot of people, they do, what's it called? They were talking about him and Gasly, comparing him and Gasly. I mean, it's completely different. I mean, Gasly was just thinking it. Checo's actually done something worthy of being in the um, car. But it's just... It's the same old story and it's a it's the same cycle like yeah it's very it's very predictable yeah, I, like I, you know he's gonna go he starts off well then he's gonna be bad and then what next week in or is it next to race austria he's gonna be he's gonna suddenly find pace again and then silverstone he'll probably do well um spa he might do well then we're gonna come back from the summer break and he's gonna stink it for three, four races. Then Mexico, he'll rise it, and it's like, it's, yeah, it's just boring. All right, do you know what? That's a good point, and I, and I think a lot of people are kind of like, I, I've been trying to rattle my brain because I don't well, I don't really know what people's expectations are for Checo Perez in that Red Bull, right? And what I'm trying to like gather in my mind is people know this guy is not good at quality. Red Bull signed this guy knowing he's not good at quality. He was not good at quality at Racing Point. He was not good at quality prior to that. That's not his strength and skill set. But he excels in other things, right? And I would say Red Bull signing him their fortunes have changed because they actually have a stable second driver in comparison to the scenarios they had before where Max was literally just throttling whatever teammate he had and they would lose confidence and they would, they race space, they'll get lapped by Max. You're not seeing uh, Perez getting lapped by Max every weekend, you know what I mean? What I'm trying to say is, is do you just take the highs of Sergio, uh, Sergio Perez when, because he's an extremely inconsistent driver, but when he does put it all together, he puts it all together, right? And he gets those wins and he gets those podiums. Do you take that knowing, or rather you would want somebody that's more of a risk, somebody that's more, maybe a challenge to Max Verstappen, maybe, um, what, what do you mean? What, what's the kind of word that I'm trying to use? Maybe disturbing the kind of relationship that Max is the number one in the team. Does Max need to be pushed? That's the question. Max doesn't need to be so. pushed. I don't think so. Exactly. So Checo is fine. This I is what if you need I think a lot of outside pressure, right? To say, oh, get rid of Checo. But for yeah. Red Bull, why would they need to get rid of him? He he get he's I mean, shakily he'll get you P2. That bot as well shakily getting you P2. But I don't think until there's a real threat on the um on the scene that Red Bull need to really get rid of him. Maybe next year, if Aston Martin and Mercedes re step it up again, again, and they start gaining on Red Bull, maybe that's when questions need to be asked. But again, we saw Max won the title. Like I know what happened in Abu Dhabi. Um, there was a lot of unspeakable things and a lot of rule bending that happened <laughs> in Abu Dhabi. But again, another reason why Max was able to do it was because of Checo. And if you can get a teammate like that, you don't want someone like 
George Russell in the car, he's just going to be like, well, fuck my teammate. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, let me come to you, Lawrence, as well, but I'll, I'll bring you in on this, yeah? Those scenarios, let's say, for example, let's say 2021, because there's a lot of discussion about Bottas and Perez and who's the better second driver. Bottas weren't around in 2021. Yeah. He was not yeah. backing it. Any situation, he was not there to back it. But at least Perez was there to back Max. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, bro, how many times did we cap we, we you'd see you see Max creeping up on on Valtteri and we're sitting there going, Go on, go on, go on. And within half a lap the the move's done. There's not even a defense. Uh, you've seen enough. You, I mean, you've seen enough from Checo. France was egregious. I'm sorry. Bro, Every time bro. I remember France, <laughs> it's just egregious. I don't care like your tyres were really bad and you wanted a two stop. You could have put up a defence and hold off Max for what? One, one, bro. It was one lap. That was that was it. Just park it, park it on the apex. Just sit there, and that's it. I mean, yeah. I, that was all. And yeah, I mean, but I don't think Boss had any, had any desire to obviously help out in any capacity. Um, but I think that that's that's why ultimately Checo works. And until I think I agree, obviously, with Marx was saying until. They've got competition from other teams. What's the point? Why would you change it? Perez picks up the odd win here and there. Um, obviously, if you if you're if you're think, if you're a Checo fan out there, obviously it would bother you quite a lot because if you look at it just solely on an individual basis, he's stinking out the gaff in terms of quality. But also, I would say in that car you should really at least get a podium basically every race. Um, but from a team perspective, from Max's perspective, it's the perfect situation. You've got someone that will not ever really compete with you. You're so far ahead that even his worst days are still sixth, fifth, fourth. So you're taking, he's still taking points away from, from a team that might, so from Aston Martin or Mercedes, who may potentially be within 20, 30 points. If obviously when they're, but both of their drivers are, are working well. I think yeah. it's that's it, and also I, I think the one for, for me first is there's so much discourse around Checo, but I just think is it is it is it worth it? How is it? Why is it a surprise? Why, why, are we why is it a surprise? Yeah, why, like, why are we talking about yeah. a guy that wants oh, to race? <laughs> you want to race? That's it. That's that's it. I was just like, what is there? There's nothing to I talk think about. It's the same thing Bottas had in it. Um, pre 2021. When Bottas was there, 2017 to 2020, I mean, the one apart from the one year where he, he finished outside the t- um, top two, like, would you really change Bottas? Everyone was saying, oh, when we're coming into the season, should we change Bottas? And, it, and a lot of people said, why disrupt it? Like, it works. Obviously, no one knew kind of the beast that Red Bull had um, that will actually challenge for um, the, the Mercedes. But it would have worked. It worked. And it was working before. And I think Checo's in a similar situation. It's working at the moment. But until um, it, you get competition and you need him to step up, if he's not stepping up, that's when you probably need to get rid. Maybe this year, with all the teams getting better, it's a good evaluation whether to see to get rid of Checo. It may break break a contract early, basically. I, I, I don't think that. So I don't think, because a lot of people are mentioning Valtteri Bottas is a better second driver than uh, Sergio Perez. I just, like, just based on qualifying. 
So there's like, oh, look, Valtteri had a Q3 streak entry. He got into Q3 how many times? You're in a bloody Merc. Of course you need to get in Q3. You should Valtteri was just more and he's but, but then his race pace is rubbish. I would rather have somebody with race pace as a teammate yeah. to back it than somebody that's just slapping it in Q3 and then just dropping like a stone. Until 2021, Valtteri was just consistent. He was consistent with what he was doing. He wasn't Do doing anything more than a 7 out of 10. He was like... Oh yeah, on odd occasion he'll give you a, a ten like Russia was it Russia twenty twenty, and he like had a big brain moment and he managed to win that race. But I don't see like he's just consistent. I think with Checo you get a lot of highs, but then he get a lot of lows, and it's like it, that, that variable kind of throws people off. But Checo's like, highs highs are way higher. Look what exactly. he will beat Max on pure pace. Look at, on on his resume, we've already got he's he's held Lewis off. He's obviously. I mean, you got back obviously Abu Dhabi, as we know. Uh, Turkey, I know. Was it in the year that twenty twenty one? Was that this? Yeah. The, so, so the no, year obviously when when they were in the white they were in the white red Red Bulls. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that's twenty twenty one. Yeah. And he and he held and it obviously Lewis sent it on him and they they were going side by side for a couple of corners and he he kept he kept the position. Bosses, I cannot honestly tell you one race in what four or five years. Where he stuck it on another driver in a whether it was obviously twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen. When when do when did you ever? You cannot picture a race where he held someone up or he he, he backed the pack up or he took a position off someone. There was never that. So Checo's already got that, and now he doesn't actually even have to do it because he doesn't actually. They're so far ahead. He doesn't actually have to race anyone. He's racing literally himself and his teammate, and he's going to lose that battle. <laughs> Literally ten out of ten times. Yeah, he's gonna lose it. So what's the? So why is there such discourse around it? He's he's gonna lose anyway. You know, there's certain situations like with Valtteri Bottas where, what was it like 2018? Like, bro, your teammate won the championship. You're 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 fifth in the championship. Lewis won the championship. You're fifth. You're behind. You're behind Kimi Raikkonen. And Max. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't even get a win in that season. Bro, bro, Ricardo and Max got two wins each, and he still didn't get a win. Even Kimi got a win. (laughs) So already this season is better than the 2018 uh, Valtteri Bottas season. Yeah, Perez has already got a better season. And that's that's and that's obviously and I mean we they we probably should make it clear we're not even rating Perez that highly, but that's the level, and he's surpassed it. Simple as that. Job I don't want to hear he, no revisionism about Valtteri Bottas because we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that as a community. I'll, I'll stop that. I'll I'll sacrifice myself because that guy was a bum. We're not going to do that about, oh, uh, I, I, do you know what? I will never, ever, ever say Valtteri Bottas is better than Perez. That's insane. That's insane. Do not do that. Let's not do that. Valtteri Bottas had his time. You know what I mean? And you know what's so funny? I reckon Perez is going to elapse how much wins uh, Valtteri Bottas got in the Merc. He probably he will. Probably will. So what, what? I think Bottas got 10, was it? 10, yeah. 10 or Perez 9? Got six no, right no, 9. Is it 9? 9. No, he's got 10. He's got 10. He's got 10. He's got 10. So was checkers on four? So yeah, six, six, six. In the Merc, he didn't hit double digits unless he got a win at Williams. No, I'm looking at it right now. Wikipedia, ten wins. Without two bottles. Ah, I thought it was nine. No, 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 no. Uh, he, he, got, he, got, he, he got four in 2019, didn't he? Three. He won one Turkey. Yeah. 2021. Uh, 2020 must have won a couple, and then 2017, I think he got three. So yeah. And uh, Sergio's already got six. 
and he's in yeah, a rocket. He's, he's surpassing that. All, 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 all Sergio has to do is have one clean quality and max the uh, max the engine to blow up or something, and then he's getting it automatic win. It's in yeah, no more street tracks for Checo. There's some uh, Singapore's waiting, man. Don't worry. Oh yeah, Singapore. Get a custom everywhere where you put uh, Leclerc on the manners. Oh, uh, sorry, I forgot Singapore and Vegas. He might, he might put on the show Singapore, then. Vegas, you know what I mean. And then might, all straight I want line. Checo, Have you seen how long that straight line is in Vegas? My friend, that's mad. He's gonna eat people. Bro. All I want for Checo is to win a Mexican Grand Prix. You can't come. You can't retire and not win your home GP for me. Like you have to win your home GP, especially in that car. All right, let's see if Max allows that. All right, <laughs> you know what I mean. Another guy that we, we, we've ignored is Stroll. Um, what's going on, man? I'll come to you first, Lawrence. What's going on? Right, on his home patch in front of his, in front Family of that, in front of in front of Daddy Stroll. What the f- what on earth? Is what that? did Stro- what did Daddy Stroll say before the weekend started? Yeah, bro. double podium. Get out of here, you know your son. Well, well, oh, and he suck as well. Like, what does he do? Like, surely he's got to sack his sack his son. He's just got to, like pat him on the head and say, bro, it's like, it'll buy him a seat, buy him a seat, another team or something. What is what is that? Like, <laughs> just and, and there's no explanation either. There's nothing. There's there's nothing offered in terms of. And this is it. These are his conditions. This is what. This is what's even more embarrassing. Is this is what he's known for, in terms of the only, I guess, skill that people say he has. And yet, at, on his home track, and it's nowhere to be seen. And and clearly the car's working, because obviously we saw we saw uh, Fernando was doing. And we're not even saying we're not even we're, we're not even saying to do too much. Just just top seven even would have been. Decent. He should have been seventh. He let, rise it, man. he let he let Williams. <laughs> That's it. Rise it, man. What, what, yeah. I don't understand. Like, I think on, he's man. just struggling with these cars, man. These cars are not for him. With the old cars, the old cars we had before, like the uh, twenty before the reg re- change, he used to cook from time to time. But he's not like since we got these ones, he's not cooking at all. Like nothing is cooking with him. Maybe, not Maybe I don't bad. know. If Fernando's telling the wrong tricks, wherever. <laughs> Purpose. <laughs> oh yeah, change the diff, yeah. man. Man nearly pinned it immediately. Yeah, man. He's telling him to press the NOS button too early and everything. So um I don't I don't know. There's something there, and I think Stroll just needs to sit down, maybe over the summer break and just maybe work in a simulator if Aston Martin have one. I don't know. And just really just I I can do you know what's so funny? Yeah, when obviously Aston Martin brought some upgrades and so on, and they said we're gonna change the car to fit more strolls driving style, and that kind of worked in Spain because he quali- he did quite well in Spain, you know. But the second we go back to this condition, this guy's pirouetting all over the gaff. I don't know what's going on with him. So um he did seem to have some race pace towards the end of the race, but it's too late, man. Like you need to be up there, man. You need to be where where Russell was and all these guys. But, yeah, we're going to have a conversation about Stroll. I don't think he's ever going to lose his seat. So that kind of conversation about, oh, he should lose his seat, that's never going to happen. That's just... So, how, so, so they can never... they can never. Obviously, you know, we know what their ambitions are. How? Do, how, how? Is, it, is there a one-man band now? So how, no, they, how how do they ever compete for, for, for a title with someone that's scoring... Well, he's only got, like, 20-something points in it. He's got some ludicrous... He, 
Ludic- they'll start giving. Game. They'll start giving ten place at twenty five points. Don't worry, Lawrence Stroll's got that pattern. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what, no, do you know? I I see the vision, yeah, of Lawrence Stroll. Yeah, Lawrence Stroll is just trying to make a rocket ship, in the sense that he's no no other car is near him, so his son cannot fail to win a championship. You know that that kind of scenario where they're so far ahead, even if it's like on an Eddie Guerrero light sheet steel thing, they're gonna. They're gonna build a car that's gonna be way better than everybody else. And then if their teammate is obviously in the title running, then you're gonna see some shenanigans in that in that scenario. Because why would you build upgrades that will fit your son better instead of making for our Fernando go faster? Think about the logic. I read the la- in between the lines. Think about it. Because you as a like, for example, certain other teams, they just build the car to go as fast as possible, right? They don't fit a particular driver's style or try to, like, shape it towards another one particular driver apart from, let's say, Red Bull. But for you to say, oh, no, no, we need to bring it towards our son a little bit. I don't know what Lawrence is cooking in that factory, but he's like, yo, listen, Fernando's expendable. But Fernando's going to be the one that wins them the title that's what, and that's the thing they've, they've geared we the don't care about the... that Stroll don't care about that <laughs> you, you, you're, everybody's being naive he don't care about Aston Martin winning the title he cares about his son winning the title but how's his son going to be obviously he's currently a, he got his son a seat at Williams by buying Williams a wind tunnel do you think he cares he bought a whole team a wind tunnel to get, to get his son a seat I don't know what Williams are doing. So, so what? So what has he got to spend? What's he got? What's he got to do to get his son? Because he can build the fastest car. The guy, even a car that's obviously probably second quickest, still ain't up there. So, so what does he have to make? In order, what does he have to? What, what rules does he have to bend in order to get his son know. to win a title? So, someone said Racing Point twenty twenty is looking spooky. That could have weather been machine. a got to get a weather machine or something in. Someone said the uh, Racing Point twenty twenty is spooky. That could have been a championship <laughs> car. Nobody knows about it. That was the pink Mercedes, but it had Perez and the stroll behind it. So it had way more potential than it should have. Um, we'll talk about the stars of Quali. Alexander Albon. What a guy. We, we, listen, we're going to have to respect Albon. Let's, let's, let, me, let me put the banner up. Let's talk about some wet weather hoopers. Yeah? Albon, out there, first guy. He didn't even put in his own in Q2. He just said, fuck it, I'm going straight slicks. Cooking. In a Williams, cooked all weekend. Uh, I, I, Lawrence, I know you got a big fan. Look at you got the guy in the background. <laughs> no, Mark, so I'm gonna let you speak on Albon in it because Albon has been uh disparaged on this pod previously in early years. Don't worry, man. I, I, we, we, I was there and I could hear all of that in the background. I was just waiting for the opportunity. Uh, bring back that Albon with the Albon award. <laughs> um, not. Albon's Albon's a good driver and he's comfortable at um Williams. I think he's he likes that family environment and it seems to work for him. And maybe bringing in James Riles has helped a lot of things. Um who is decent at strategy. I wouldn't say he's the best, but he's he's a good strategist. Um yeah, well he does have a few howlers behind him, but um the going on the softs. I think that would have been something they would have discussed and even before the session started, really. And he Calvin just cooked on it and he he picked the perfect time to go out. 
I think everyone had done their run on the inters or like or about seven cars had done their run on the inters and then he went out um and just put in a good lap and then he went quicker again once he um uh found the sweet spots and was it Anthony Davidson who done the review of his lap and he was just saying like if Albon had went millimeters to the left or millimeters to the right, it would have cost him so much time and it would have cooled the tires on so quickly. But he got everything pit that perfect. And that's something you expect from like the top drivers. And to be able to do that, he 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 has his moments. He always has one one of two moments a season where you're like, wow. And this is one of those moments. And I think, yeah. And he's and he ha- and he's had good qualities before. And we know also that Williams is that straight light speed that Williams is just something else as well. So, yeah. Lawrence, is it is it time that Albon gets his respect in Formula One? Yeah, we need to put in a new award. But no, no, we've got a new award. We've got a new award. Yeah, we're we're, we're retired, man. man. (laughs) I think so. I mean, he's but he's he's. To be fair, I've always been a fan, but he's he's been biding his time. Um, I think Marx is right. Williams is the perfect setup for him. Um, and actually, his driving style kind of complements what they're about as well. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll come to the race later, but I think in in quality, what he showed is precisely what Leclerc did not show, and it's just conviction in what what he believes in, what he believes in doing. You know, it didn't even hesitate straight straight on the softs, no mucking about. When it when it matters. Top top the timesheets, and I mean, you got to look at. I I just had a quick look. Um, I think at the time he says lap, and basically by the time Q2 finished, I think only Max and Lando set kind of representative times, and he's three and a half temps on Max. And I don't care if it was he did it a minute before, and maybe the conditions slightly changed. That Williams is not three and a half temps behind or ahead, so to put that gap is. It's not going to be obviously. It's nothing in the grand scheme of things. It's nothing because he didn't even do a run in, in in Q3. But that essentially got him his race result. And in those moments, that's what you're looking for. That's what science, for example, didn't do in Q1. You're looking for something in those moments. From this is where the drivers really matter. It doesn't, as as he's shown, it doesn't matter about the car then. Um, and to me, if you're looking at, I, I don't think you should obviously. I don't think you should return to Red Bull. But if you're in that field and you're looking at next year for your driver lineup and you need to find something that sets the driver aside that's what you look for that's the, you that's, the, that's the moment I think we need to be careful when we talk about album because there is the tendency to overrate him like whoa, 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 what's going on there no I think Ooh. we you could there's a tendency you can do that because when you're when you're good you're good and you know it He's had his chance to show if he's good. And he hasn't shown it. I think he's in a situation... He was young, though. Where, huh? It he doesn't matter. It, I don't think it matters. And, I, and it hasn't changed. He's in a situation right now where he has zero pressure on him. If you put a little bit of pressure on him, how's he going to... How's that going to affect him? Like, he oh. literally... He's basically a development driver. He's just a driver to develop the car. And that's what he's going to be doing this year. And next year, what car did he? What car did he develop when he was at RB? Huh? What car did he develop at RB? Nobody, nobody, everybody forgets. 
Well, yeah, exactly. He helped develop last year's he car. He developed this, this rocket ship. This year's car. Yeah. While he was doing uh, Silverstone reenactments. But yeah. then, I didn't, but that's what I mean. While winning a, the DTM. That's what I mean. You're good for you're good. You're a good driver who can show where you need to develop the car. It's like, yeah, but you're not showing. You're not. It's not a pressure situation. Look, Mick is apparently doing good work at Mercedes. According to them, he's doing. I'm, I'm, according I'm to Mercedes, I'm gonna have to put a stop to this. I'm gonna have to put a stop to this. He's <laughs> no. I'm, listen, I, this is just what this is what this is what the team has come out and said. This is what Lewis has come out and said. I can only respect it. Yeah, they said Mick went back. He'd done all his good work. It's a no pressure situation. But when you're actually behind that wheel, and like for example, if someone needs a seat next year, and like look at Alvin has to fight for his life, what is, what type of Alvin are we going to see then? We're not going to see the same the same one, and he doesn't show these performances week in week out. I think he has, as I said, he has highlights this a season where like um like John Joshovi. John Joshovi will stink oh, most, most of the season. Insane, man. What is this red, man? John jo- but then he'll score, he'll score a 40 yard banger. What the? <laughs> no, but it's true. John uh, Joshovi used to, John Joshovi, everyone used to talk about him like he's the, this great midfielder stuck at Newcastle. But because he used to score a 40 yard banger every every 10 games, and then we'll be like, oh, he's a great, he's a great um, midfielder. It's like, no, he's not. He's very I'm mid. Up, I'm, I'm, I'm and I'm telling you, I, I'm this is Albon's 40 yard banger. Bro, you just compared Albon to Shelby, bro. Oh, um, <laughs> we got we got a question that relates to this. Uh, uh, from Mr. Polo at Mr. Polo, which team do you think will try to get Albon Albon at the end of the season? Uh, so, <laughs> so I know, I know, I know this gentleman very well. Not in a um, forest. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ferrari, bro. No, there, there's no way. There's no way. No, no, no. There's, no, realistically, no. If there's realistic, do you know, there's do you know no what? Right, Gasly gets all this prop right, but obviously he got a race win. Take that out of the equation, right? Let's go. If we and he's got the he's been in better cars, but if I look at the last year, the last year and a half, to, there isn't what what actually what what what. What Albon just did in the Williams there, right? Obviously holding literally half the entire field up. And he's not the first time he's done this. The thing is not, it's not the first time. We had Spa last year. We had Australia last year. We had, oh, was it Bahrain, Australia this year? Um, He is obviously now, he is literally the guy for, put on a set of tyres, 55 laps to go, and he manages it. And that's one of the hardest skills to learn, that's why obviously, as as Mark says, a development driver, that's a quality that you can't lose. And you've got so many teams that aren't going to get race wins. They're trying to develop the car. Um, there's a team in Orange that could have help developing their car. I'm not saying you should go to them, but that's there's so many teams that want want that. And Alpine, for example, they ain't got two drivers that know how to develop a car. That that's probably I think where he would they should look at for him is is in that. F- kind of fourth to sixth spot. Um I don't think he's ever gonna obviously reach a Red Bull Mercedes um Ferrari Actually, level. I think you but... I personally think you'll do well at Mercedes. When Hamilton I... retires. Yeah I think so. I think yeah, I think that's a good spot for him to go. 
him and George, they're really good friends. Mm. And he's not yeah. going to challenge George. So, and he's only going to make the car better. And we all know how George likes when other people doing the work for him and he benefits from it. <laughs> so it's like, it's like a match made in heaven, isn't it? All right. Enough, enough about Albon. There were some other people that performed quite well in the wet. I'm trying to have this, just this general discussion of who, who who's that guy? When, it, when it's mixed conditions, who's that guy? Who's that guy that can drive in the wet on slicks currently in F1? Because we, we, we saw a couple of examples there. There's three people. Yeah. And this is, I'm you not including Max. Max. I'm not including Max. Can't say him. No. Why are you not including Max? Because, because, because that guy, those, that, I'm sorry, those guys are madness, you know? He was, you know, his car was all over the place. You, every time he's like, dzz, 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 you can't see me because my camera's off, but he was just like wiggling. His car was wiggling constantly. He couldn't find the line right. Like Albon found the line perfect. Max wasn't. Max was like, he was going into one section. And I think the fact we're not, that we're not gonna his do, car is... There's too much evidence. There's too much evidence of Max driving no, in, I, in the rain. I, I, no, you know, you, but as Lawrence said, the car worked. There was three tenths difference, three and a half tenths difference. If Max got a perfect lap and he was able to do it well, he would be what? At least, should be at least seven, five, at least five tenths, seven tenths ahead with that car. But he couldn't. I kept watching it. And it was like, it was wiggling all over the place. And I'm like, he's coming out of turn eight. He's wiggling. He's like, I, I don't get yeah, it. He's not, he's, he's not going to go full beans. He's, he's not trying to bin the car, man. He knows he wants to win the race, man. Come on, be serious. It, as I say, you're still, you're still doing a lot of shaky, shaky. You're doing a Harlem shake and there's no reason no. for it. <laughs> uh, Lawrence, you said free. So I wouldn't include Max simply because I think it's so obvious. Um, yeah. We've seen, may, actually, no, I, I think, Max has a point. Maybe not so much in changeable. It's more Max is brilliant in the wet, and obviously brilliant in the dry. And the then, changes. but but there is a there is a there is a li- obviously he's got and he's got such a brilliant car. It's not really like he could have all those shakes and still be clear. So it doesn't. Yeah. That's why I'm not including him. But I'd put Lando number one. Um, for every single time there's changeable conditions, he's there or thereabouts. Even if the car is obviously at the moment not great at all he's, he's there's always something that catches your eye with him lewis and alonso and then a, sh- a shout out to hulkenberg as well um i think that's one that goes, under the, goes under the radar i think he he we haven't seen it obviously he's only come back but i think even in the past obviously before um that he was he was quite impressive uh in changeable conditions relevant to obviously what he could do uh in the car that he was in so those would probably be the four that i'd say stand out yeah marks any other candidates um i don't know if i would include lewis anymore in that top three whoa 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 this is this is a great this from the this is from uh uh no you you don't know me i'm a devout hamilton fan like, but I don't listen. I'm, obviously, he's a what the greatest driver of all time. But I don't know. I I think that I think I was, he should have known to check the. He's like um science. Not sorry, science. Like Leclerc should have got her to the sauce earlier. He's he's like again. He's been very passive. He's yeah, been very but passive. That's, that's the problem from before. I, I spoke yeah. about that as well. Like, yeah, I think and... you trust Mercedes too much. Yep. Yep. Yeah, like George George was on the soft <laughs> from early and he just didn't 
I don't, yeah, I don't get it, man. Like, that's why I would say I'm not, I wouldn't include him in the top three just because of that passiveness, waiting for Bono to say, yeah, pit and come in for the softs. Just say, look, the track feels good. Let's go on softs. Everyone else is on softs. He wants to hear, oh, everyone else is on softs and then go on to softs. Rather nah, than just... being, being, let's say, for example, like your album or like your Lando. Lando's a maniac. Lando, yeah. Lando's straight away, like, oh, what's this? And it's how, any scenario. Yeah, and we saw it. This is how what happened and why he didn't win Hungary in 21. Because instead of making this decision and thinking, I can't start on these inters, let me come in for the so- um and, uh, for tyres. Yeah. Like everybody else did behind him. Like everyone else was making the decision for themselves because you can't talk on a formation lap. So everyone else had to say, I'm coming in for tyres. And everyone else just did that. And I know some drivers were like, they didn't make up that decision. They kind of just followed what everyone else was doing. But it was that uh, Lewis went out on the inters and he's st- and ended up costing him the race. And I think I don't he, think he cost him passive. the race. I, it did cost him the race. If if Lewis had gone in, yeah, and as, as I know people say, oh, but where the garage is, he's still coming out. What at least well, P ten, P P. You know what it is. Do you know what it is. P thirteen, and he still he wins that race. The only terse, the only team. That was spot on in Q3, like proper spot on, was uh Red Bull. Because they said Max get out of there now. Like the second the time went, he was in the front of the queue. Certain yeah. team people were dawdling, not thinking rain's gonna come. Yeah. So the people that had put in those bank laps at the beginning, like Lando had a good idea, but Lando bottled his lap. Because he was out there early, but he bottled that lap. And it was about the decision of the kind of your team being on point and telling you you need to be out there immediately. And I don't think Mercedes did that. And I, I wouldn't put that there on 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 Lewis. I agree. Yeah, I think yeah, he's, I he's got he's got more passive over time. Um, and there's too much trust in the team. I think he's he's used to the fact obviously they successful so long. Every call he could basically outdrive every bad call as well that they made. Now he can't do that now. So. Um, obviously, he got very lucky in Q2. Uh, the journey just made it through because Leclerc and Perez decided to do a clown show uh, instead. But I think you come down to who would you want, you know, in a race? We saw obviously Russia 21, Lewis did the complete opposite, where actually he nailed it, he knew exactly when the chain, the crossover period was. Yeah, there's too um, much evidence. There's too much that's, evidence. That's the thing. I think he, he, he. I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree with that. I feel like Russia. He waited for the team to turn to come in. No, no, he, he, he didn't want to come in. He didn't want to come in. Yeah, yeah, he, he did was it. the same and as Lando. And they, and they, yeah. you know, when they do that call where they force you to box, that's what they did. Exactly. Lewis. Lewis could have been like Lando, slipping all over the place, but he, yeah, he didn't want to. So I think, yeah, I don't know, man. There's no, like, there's I parts. think he's that. No, no, I've I've seen too much in the McLaren days. I've seen too much. Come on. Yeah, but that's I'm kind of saying now. You think about the old days? In the old days, yeah, I'm talking about right now. <laughs> it's like I there's certain parts of Hamilton's um, skill that's going to drop off, and it's not surprising at all, especially when you've been so dominant, and you um, you're coming back to this basically, and you're struggling behind. So it, it will. You're not. You're not in your prime anymore. Let's talk about let's talk about the race because he did look like he was in his prime. It was a two seven two thousand seven run back 
smoked Alonso on the line. This is this is you saying that he's out of form. Don't look like it to me. Not looking like that to me. And look a great race start to me. And he had the I reaction. Said, I, said there. Part, I said there's elements of his race that would have fallen mm. off. Not um everything. I think Mark is, is just he's waiting to get caught by Team LH. He's waiting. I, I no, I think Lewis waiting. in a race. I in a race, there's no one better than Lewis. I thought maybe Max is on his level, but I don't think there's anyone that is close to Lewis. I think Quali, there's a bit so, to be decided, and there's other aspects as well. As I said, in terms of that, the decision making, where he's kind of fallen off a bit. And as Lawrence said, before when they were dominant, he could outdrive bad calls. Now he can't. Um, Lawrence, I'm going to come back to you first about the race. Um, we had, um, obviously, Nico Hulkenberg got a penalty, had to drop back. So uh, we had Max on P1. I think Alonso P2 and uh, Hamilton P3. Talk through those early stages of the race, those that little that little inter-battle between... Actually, it was throughout the whole race. A little mm. 2007 run back between uh, Fernando and, and Lewis. They're all chummy again, isn't it? Well, pardon me. If, if anyone remembers Turn 1 in Canada, 2007, right? That's a long time ago. But Lewis they, did basically the same thing and Alonso tried to send it out of desperation and basically dropped about 10 places backwards. Um, I was kind of hoping that would happen again, but obviously he's a lot smarter this, this time. But I think Lewis, one thing, I think he's he's almost having to relearn is how aggressive to be at the start. Because I think last year he was like, and especially in 2020, super passive at, at the start. But I've, now he's obviously qualifying more in the in the upper midfield, you know, not not on the front, front row. Um, he's become a lot more aggressive at the start. So it's a really nice, nice move. But, Alonso didn't really see. It. I don't think he bothered to fight it too hard because ultimately he had he had the underlying pace. And I mean the the move back on Lewis. It's funny because at the time I think um, Karun on on Sky was saying, "Oh, you know, he's just trying to kind of, kind of turn him along, tagging him along." Um, and then when he obviously got in the DRS, I thought, right, he's just gonna. And they were on board. And I just thought, right, he's just gonna he's just gonna follow him through, come right up to him, and just keep going. Obviously, because the, the race was only I think not even a quarter gone then. Um, but to chuck it like he did, it was almost overly aggressive. Like there was no need for for Fernando to to dive down the inside like that. Um, so I think there's definitely a bit of, as there always is with Fernando, there's definitely a bit of uh, psychology going on there. Um, I think to even at this day and age, when they're in their thirties and forties, um, to put a marker down, and just say right, because because ultimately Alonso could could get second place. Um, and I think I do actually think that's going to come down to them too. Um, I th- I'm I'm not sure Checo's actually going to keep on to P2 in the championship. So it was really nice to see, and I actually liked um, actually the kind of the bit where right Lewis would put a purple, then Fernando would put a purple. It was it was just constant back and forth. Um, and I think that's where we're going to see the best of of Lewis, which we haven't probably seen in a while. In that. When he had to go, go with, with Max two years ago, he just got bullied, basically. Whereas now, he can kind of be aggressive and a bit more free because he hasn't got as much to lose. Um, which I like to see because we haven't seen, I don't think, since his McLaren days. So, um, and obviously, perfect track for it as well. Um, and it probably says a lot that that was the thing that had the most attention above all. And you've got Max, who was, wasn't even that far ahead. It wasn't even like he was... 
sailing off in the distance. Yeah, it was like four five five minutes. Minutes. yeah and literally, not, you didn't hear a thing. And I think that that goes to show, obviously, ultimately, who people still ultimately care about. It's still them two. Tw- 20 years later, it's still them two. Um, I, I really hope we can have a race where them two are going for the win. Because I think that's where you're going to see the real shithousery come out from, from Fernando. You ain't seen it yet. Um, no, we, we saw a little we bit. That... We saw a little bit in the pit lane. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> but that was that was cra- that was crazy. The the extra, uh, yeah. Even the Toto was doing the the motion that I, I love that. But that that's a oh, bro. I love that. That's what like we need to have that. We I'm I'm tired of too much niceties. Be nice after the race, whatever. But when you're on track, we we need to be ruthless with each other. But in obviously a safe way, not trying to land on people's heads. Um, um, yeah, Marks, I'm gonna ask you a question. Uh, what do you prefer? Do you prefer uh, Lewis? You've been there for no reason. No, I'm gonna ask you a question. I'm gonna ask you a question. <laughs> yeah, Lewis versus Alonso or Max versus uh, Max versus uh, Lewis. What do you prefer? Lewis versus Alonso. I, I thought you hate Alonso the most. Oh, yeah, but it's like, um, more entertaining Charles Xavier versus uh, Magneto. It's like. <laughs> You can't, you need that type of rivalry. I well, don't... Lewis saw, Lewis saw him, yeah, and he's like, I've got my joy back. I'm battling yeah, exactly. Alonso again. Yeah, the thing is, one thing about Alonso is Alonso can race. And yeah, he does, he has a shithousery moments and he'll do certain backhanded things, but he can race. And when you're going up another racing driver, that's great. And, and you enjoy it. It was good racing yesterday. Going up against Max... As Hamilton does, when it's especially when it's Hamilton, it's life or death, bro. Like you're literally there, like someone could die. Max will just crash it into you. Max is doing this, Max is doing that, and it's just not fun. It was not, it's not fun. But Brazil 2022, you, you just said run it back. Yeah. Don't know what's happened there. Have I cut out? Maybe, maybe, maybe the hateration has uh, <laughs> got much. Oh, Marks, you're on mute. What's going on, mate? Um, all right, sorry about that, people. Um, yeah, it's, it's good to see it. Do you know what? Yeah, so I was just saying, I think the thing about Alonso, as I said, is that your um. You know how you, you you need you every hero has their villain like Batman has a Joker. It's it's that you need each other. You need each other, and that's what it is. You trying to say Max was Max was a Penguin? He's like, nah, man, this, ain't, this, this don't feel the same, man. Where's Joker? At? Exactly. I man. need that. Um, you know, Batman needs to enjoy that. It's good to see, man. It's good to see the little yeah. the, the rivalries back. We're seeing two Hoopers up there fighting for like podiums, not like in a little midfield scrap because we haven't seen these guys battle for a very, very long time. And I was actually having a think. I was having a think about this before recording the pod. Yeah, like how the perception of Alonso has kind of changed to everybody. Because last year or the year before, when he was in midfield cars, nobody would consider him like better than the guys that were actually competing for podiums, right? So they wouldn't say, oh, oh Alonso, Alonso's uh, not better than Charles. If you said last year, Alonso's better than Charles, people would laugh at you, you know? Because obviously Charles is winning races, right? But the second now, 
Alonso's in the car that fights for podiums and wins. Not what, what wins for podiums, anyway. People are seeing the quality. Look at the consistency. He's been on podiums like 90% of the time this season. So, like, we're actually seeing the quality. And I think Mercedes and Aston Martin are quite similar right now because, look, Ast- uh, uh, Mercedes brought their upgrade in Monaco. And now Aston Martin have brought their... Um, they're upgrading now they've brought it back level because we thought, look, Mercedes made that jump in Spain. They should be up there now. They're going to catch Red Bull. But now Aston Martin bring their upgrade in Canada. Look where we are. They're, they're back level again. So it's going to be a little arms race between them two. And um, it's going to be very interesting. But there, there is another team that we, that I believe have the second fastest car and they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that's Ferrari. Yeah. Like, off... I think Ferrari Ferrari have the second fastest car. I don't care. I know nobody's running this narrative, but I'm running it. Yeah. They have the second fastest car. Helmut Marco said, yeah, he was happy that they didn't qualify well because they would have challenged Max on race pace and would have been going for the win. What is going on at Ferrari now? Um, I think it's Tratford. I'm not so sure it's the second fastest outright. I think it's track dependent. Um, I think definitely at Canada they would have been because their their race pace in in, in the practice ones runs was as good if not better than than Max's. Um, so I think they they would have had a chance, and obviously that's that just shows you the level or the lack of a decent level that their drivers were at. Um, but I think it's track dependent. I think you're going to see in Austria that's not going to be the case. Um, a lot of straight lines. Um, 90 degree corners um that i don't i don't think that they're going to be up there silverstone potentially um but yeah that's the thing i'd agree i mean they're not having a tire obviously air tire tire warm-up problems in the, in the in the changeable conditions but you, you saw obviously with with the strategy that they were able to go super long on on tires and not have any tire issues in comparison to what they did um obviously pre pre-upgrades so definitely i think but i don't think the gap between them mercedes or ferraris sorry ferrari mercedes or, or aston is honestly more than a tenth or two here and there and that's where obviously then it then it really comes down to the drivers and well, some people said they had the best uh, driver partnership at one stage, but I mean, well, at we the moment, out, yeah, people were saying that it was better than uh, Russell Hamilton. I remember that. Well, they're definitely not right now. Um, obviously, and neither of them are better than Alonso. So, um, like, if you put Alonso in that car, he will make it look like the second fastest car, no matter the track. Um, and I don't think they would. So, I think the car might well be, but. In the hands of drivers that aren't are not second best, it, it's not going to get there. So it'll be. And they get found out a bit because because obviously the gap between the third best team and the second best team was quite yeah. large. Like, yeah. yeah. And obviously it was just uh, Red Bull and Ferrari at the beginning part, and now it's they, look they've done the tire test now in um, I think Barcelona they did like crazy tire test, and now the tire deck looking good, so the tires are not just dying in the race. They actually cooked on strategy in Canada. And gained a lot of places, and we're not that far behind Alonso and Hamilton uh, in that regard. But are they? I I, I kind of want to explore 
the fact why is this team fourth in the constructors when they have the second fastest car on some of the circuits? They like look, Charles Leclerc got pole. We're not we're not talking about like mm. like we're not we're not talking about a car that's like been absolutely nowhere in certain races. It's just driver issues, right? It's driver strategy. Two people driving the car and the people obviously talking to those drivers. That's that's where it is. Because their reliability is not actually that bad either, if I recall. But bar so, barring. Yeah. Which where where Charles Leclerc was absolutely miles ahead anyway. Mm. It, yeah. Obviously, Perez and Max went down the road, but literally Charles Leclerc was miles ahead yeah. of Alonso and, and uh, Hamilton and so on. So there, there is a narrative here that Ferrari are good and they're not making the most of it. I spoke oh, yeah. about the Monaco, the bottled pole. That's a bottled pole. I don't care. That's a bottled pole from them. That's a win, gone. Because nothing really happened in the race where the win was jeopardized. You know what I'm saying? And now we're looking at a scenario where Helmut Marco, one of your ops, is saying, oh, if they qualified on the front two rows, they would have won the race because they had faster pace than us. And Max was slow in the race in comparison to what they usually are. Uh, what's the problem at Ferrari, Marks? Why are they fourth from the constructors in the second fastest car? Well, I'm saying that. Anyway. Bro, I'm, I'm tired of talking about Ferrari. I can't. They're the face of the, the Le Mans winners. They're the face of motorsport. Bro, how many times can we say the same thing over and over and over again? Yeah, like, but five, it's not... not... It didn't start at Bonotto. It didn't start at Bonotto. It's like... Ah. One sec. So, yeah, it didn't start at Bonotto, man, at all. It just... um, They're just so bad. They are so bad. Is it it the drivers right now? Because I would say... They bottled it, a, it's everything. A, 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 a Mahad, it's everything. It's everything. It's not they just cooked the drivers. On Sunday, it's the it's the whole thing. The whole the whole team screams, screams incompetence from the top to the, the drivers. Stage four. It's every not, part it, of the body is infected. It's done. You've you've taken out you've taken out the team principle. Nothing's changed. You changed the team principle. How many times in the past ten years? How many times uh, was it four? Bring back four t- Arriva Bene. Get him off them Juventus charges. You literally you changed it four times in the last 10 years, and we've seen absolutely nothing. Bonotto came in last year. He built a very good car. It obviously wasn't good enough. But then your drivers are just doing dumb stuff all the time as well. I don't know if we I don't know if you talked about it before I came on, but signs. Yeah, we before signs we spoke about Mr. Impeding Signs. Bloody hell, man. It's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, as I said, you can't you you can't make excuses for them no more. They really have to fix up everything. We're talking about from the top to the um to the drivers. It's they, you know who they are? They're a perfect embodiment of Manchester United. <laughs> Man United are cancer from the top to the players. <laughs> And that is exactly what I, I'm loving United slander. It okay. doesn't. It doesn't matter how much you what you take up from United and what you replace. They always end up doing the same thing, and it it just doesn't work. And Ferrari are exactly the same. 
It must be a sick thing with legacy teams. No, do you know what? I think if they had Lewis and Alonso, they'd cook. They would have a race. That's because Lewis and Alonso are good drivers that will get you out of situations. Like we've seen this multiple times. Lewis and like, Alonso. We've seen Alonso I've, in his Ferrari stint saving them time and time again. Exactly. We've seen Alonso when he was at Alpine. Alpine used to make some dumb decisions. Alonso used to get them out or bail them out of it. Lewis bailed Mercedes out how many times? But at the end of the day, it's still, I think not even those two can say Ferrari because Ferrari's incompetence just knows no bounds. They It knows no bounds at all. They're just oh, bad. Yeah, yeah. Talking about that incompetence. Talking 16 about years. 16 years. Oh man, they, they need a, they need their they need a Ross Braun and Todd back. That's the only way they can succeed, man. You know what I mean? They need they need them them guys to come back in the in the fold, man, because it's, it's looking scary. Um, talk about incompetence, George Farage. He um, it for no reason. <laughs> I don't know. I know you're. I know you're itching to speak about this match. I'm gonna come to Lawrence first, yeah. Um, funny enough, there was in it. There was a lie detector. Obviously, they did a lie detector with the Mercedes drivers, and they released George's one. And George, uh, well, I don't think it's controversial, but I think some people think it's controversial that he said he thinks he's faster than Lewis, and the lie detector said, "Yeah, that's not a lie." So he genuinely believes he's faster than Lewis. Um. And then quite a couple, a couple of laps into the race, just bins the car, just smashes the wall, just finito. Like there's actually footage now that when he pulled up into the pit box, when he got finally into the pit box, the wheel just carried on rolling down the pit lane and nearly hit somebody. That's how destroyed the car was. Um, is this is this something that? Because we've been people are saying. That obviously, I don't think he's been labeled that. That he's a crasher, that he's quite reckless, he's quite, you know, uh, overly aggressive in his driving. Um, but do you think people should start looking at that and say he's not as polished as people think he is? Firstly, I better see this guy down the Uxbridge poles first thing tomorrow morning. This guy needs to be up there at the polls. He needs to be campaigning for Boris Johnson's seat, bro. This is where this guy needs to be. This guy... Oh, my God. This... Every race, we hear him cry about Lewis trying to race him. I'll never forget Australia ever for as long as I live. He's crying about my own teammates attacking me. Um, and then, obviously, he didn't have the pace, right? So, it was it was quite clear quickly, obviously, they were dropping him in the top three. Um, and then he's he's crashed by overdriving. Like... and that And that's... That, that for me, that's like he he should have realised what his role was right when he was he struck. I mean, Lewis he literally backed Fernando up to give him the DRS as well, and he could do nothing. So at some point you've got to... he Latified it, bro. He literally exactly. Latified it, binned it for no reason. That's then, what we're calling it. He Latified it. And then what made it even worse, obviously, yes, I know the car's damaged yeah, but this guy made the biggest meal of trying to overtake a, a Williams I've ever seen. And I don't oh, care. Oh, that battle of Albon, yeah. Bro, the he damage was damage. Bro, the damage was 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 significant, but it's not enough. Given he could run all the way back up to that position, so he did well to get up to eighth. You're telling me he had to literally. Bro, he was he was puffing. Um, and then obviously to retire the car. I mean, 
Honestly, what a calamity that was. Um, was he, so was ironic he to come saying something? I, I don't know if I'm bugging, but you know, prior to the crash, was he saying something on the radio about what's the plan and stuff? Or am I bugging? Yeah, straight away he was like, yeah, tell me what, about strategy. What, what, what are you on about? Why are you, what are you talking about bugs for? <laughs> he's, he's, backing up, he's backing up Fernando. Overtake him, bro. But he, li- I don't he know literally... Whether, he I don't literally know whether he's, the light's got up. bright. The light's got bright. You saw Lewis and Alonso. He's trying to keep up with them, man. Overdrew, overdrove. Of course, hit the wall. that that incident was solely from overdriving to try and obviously get back in, back into the fold because he'd lost the DRS again. I think he he actually gained it twice. Lewis gave it basically gave it to him twice, and then he lost it twice. And then he's overdriving, and then honestly, like, and the the way the way he chucks it in. If you watch again, the way he chucks it in, right before he's even got to the first curb, he's he's finished. He's actually oversteering before he's even got to the first curb. So. I'm not actually sure what his intention was. And to think, obviously, about strategy, right there, his head's already off what he's actually doing. So he's not focusing, obviously, on the race at hand. And we're only 10 laps in as well, he's thinking about strategy. And that, obviously, tells you there he's on the back foot. So he knows he doesn't have the pace. So then, if you know you don't have the pace, why are you overdriving? Just just hang tight, cut three or four seconds behind, and then, then obviously, use strategy. So, I mean, it, I wouldn't say he's got a reputation for crashing on his own, but I mean, most of his crashes tend to come wheel to wheel, but you know, there are signs. What about that Williams crash under the safety car? Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you wouldn't see Alex doing that, so that's all I'm going to say on that one. Uh, yeah, um, I know, Mark, so you've been waiting. Um, thoughts on George Russell to actually, it's actually uh, 6 2 now, I think, uh, in races to Lewis. So, yeah, he still believes he's faster than Lewis. What's going on? Mission failed. We'll get him next time. <laughs> he was asking what the plan was. Mars, what was the plan? Plan Z. Nah, I don't need to say anything, man. You won. I you, won. I, you won. I won. That that was enough for me. You won in life. What what was his what was his plan? What was it? Yeah, that's it, that's it, man. It's the me. What was his plan? What was his plan? What was George's plan? He said, "What's the plan?" Then he decided two laps later, I'm gonna bid him. You tell me what's going on. Like he tried to keep up with some world champions. He tried to keep up with Max Lewis and Alonso, and he was breathing heavy. Then he put it in a wall. Then he bet Albono, and then he was breathing heavy. And then they said to him, "Yeah, yeah, retire the car." You know that's a you know that's a, a strategic retire the car. That's a that's yeah, a engine. in Paris and Mercedes on on live TV right now. Retire the car right now. Um, I think I'm not gonna lie. Alonso used to do that all the time. Alonso used to say, "Yeah, something wrong with my brakes." He used to retire the car all the time. George, George just wrong needs with to, George just needs to humble himself. Um, remember, you're still the student. I think, he, as I said, he came off last year thinking he was the guy. And it's like, no, you're not the guy. You're good at driving bad cars. And that's what we saw. When it comes to actually racing and you both got good cars behind you or you both got equal cars behind you and you're not working on it, trying to develop the car, he he freezes. He freezes. He freezes there and it's like... My man ain't moved. Exactly. 
And I, don't, I really don't know how you've been it. Like you, it's so hard to know how you've been it there. I'd say I don't know, you, I don't know how he recovers this situation in terms of uh, the the inter team battle with Lewis. I don't think he recovers those points. He's quite. He's, he's about fifty points behind or something already. Yeah, well, I'm just going to have a look at the standings now. Um, just it's not. It's it's looking obviously he's had two DNFs now. Obviously one of them won his whole his engine block, but um, yeah, he's he Lewis is fourth in the standings, uh, 102 points, and George Russell's 65 points, six. It's looking a bit nuts, but yeah, George got to do better, mate. Got to do better. Talk Between about him the... and Science, I don't know who's getting Latifi because I think the, both of those guys it just it was egregious weekend for both of them. Well, we, well, before we get to at least TV, I'll let you think on that. We're gonna we're gonna have to discuss it. I know certain people don't want to discuss it, but guess what? I'm gonna discuss it. Max Verstappen equals uh, Stenner's, Stenner's uh, win record, oh, and that was Red Bull's 100th win. Um, are we looking at? Are we looking at the, I'm, what I'm saying is, yeah, and I don't think people want to acknowledge it because I think in Formula One, a lot of people don't acknowledge it at the time, but we're witnessing history. Max Verstappen is one of the not the to be a Liverpool fan and make it about Liverpool, but I think it just speaks to Hamilton's greatness. Uh, that you a team that has well, I'm talking about Max, I don't care. <laughs> um, a team that has how many championships? Is it what five, six championships now? Not five, five, five. No, it's four with it all. Two with Max. Four with it. No, no, not two Max. Only one, one. It's all about. Okay, yeah, we don't count twenty twenty one. That's true. No, twenty twenty one. They didn't win constructors, bro. I was just talking about drivers. Um, oh, if it's drivers, yeah, yeah. then it's yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but um, yeah, so five constructors championships. Um. And Lewis has 103 wins compared to the 100. And they started from 2005. I think that just spe- that speaks to his greatness, man. But congratulations to Red Bull on getting 100 wins. Um, as I said, my driver has more than you. but um, And congratulations to Max for equaling Senna's record. It doesn't mean anything because you didn't get a helmet, unlike my GOAT. Um, and... My my goat has the respect of his family because yeah, they love him out there. That's why he's an honorary citizen. Even though they beat one of their sons, he, you imagine Lewis here yeah, is an honorary citizen and he beat a Brazilian in Brazil to win his championship. That's what Who cares about say. Massa, man? Who cares about Massa? Um, um <laughs> well, that was a crazy tangent on trying to. Uh, speak about Max Verstappen, but uh, Lawrence, um, I know this is going to be a tough question for you. I gave him his juice, I gave him his juice. I'm saying we're looking at an all time great here. Uh, Max, what's the potential? He's what 25 now, Mm. he's in a race winning car. What what records are getting broken? (laughs) Marx came out like this, that guy, and come down with me. Sad little life, Jane. Just come out, just hating out the gate. Um. We are, as as much as it honestly makes me feel sick, because I think if I'd love, if Senna and Max had to race with a wheel, someone's ending, someone's ending probably worse than a. We can't, we can't see that. <laughs> I just, you know, that 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 would be, yeah. Um, 
I'd like to see. I would have, I would have loved to have seen it, but I think we, we are. There isn't. You can't deny it. Unfortunately, um, you know, he's only what twelve wins off Seb now, so he's he's at least going to be third in all time standings, and he's going to win this title. So that's three in a row. He, unfortunately, that that's the reality of it, and he has the benefit, whether you accept it or not, obviously, of um, being able to say he beat. The greatest driver of all time to to a title, so or at least or at least run him run him to the final lap, um, and he's doing things that Ayrton, Senna, Michael Schumacher, Prost, Lewis, Seb, they they, they all got obviously plaudits for doing. Um, he's won. The only thing he hasn't done, and it's probably the only thing that I think that still stands out in terms of calling him a great is he hasn't taken a car that was basically nowhere near winning um, or maybe at most would win one race a year and he's turned that team around completely. Uh, that team has been turned around with him involved but he hasn't been the one that's been instrumental in doing it like Lewis has, like Michael Schumacher has. Um, I think that that's the only thing that stands out. And I don't think it's actually going to be anything he's ever even in, interested in doing. He's not going to move to I mean, at most, what maybe a Ferrari move, but it's not like they're exactly come to McLaren in a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, if if that's the thing, like if he did that and then took them to a championship-winning team, then the greatness is set in stone. You can't, you can't. There is no argument against it. That's um, a real orange army, and that will piss off every Danny Rick fan as well. Bro, uh, you know what? Let's do that. I will be there no matter. I'll learn be Dutch. There. Don't play with me, man. That's it. That's the only thing. I mean, that would make it, honestly. I'll be, I'll be Orange Army if that was the case. But that's that's the only thing that sets him aside from probably the three greats, um, Alan Pross as well. If you want to include him four, so uh, I don't think it's going to happen. So, but I don't think Max cares. He don't care. He's going to have at least probably at least five more titles. So how can you how, how can you deny it? I think he gets to that eighty six wins. 86. I think he gets 86 wins. I, I think I, that's a bigger. I, I remember sitting down in a restaurant. And I think you was there, Mark. So maybe you was late because you're always late. And I said in 2021, this is the middle of 2021. I said, this guy minimum is getting five titles. Minimum. I said that in 2021. I said he's going to get into five titles. I probably think he's still going to get five titles. And one thing I think he probably is going to do is eclipse everything the Vettel's done. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And that's scary. Christian's Yo, gonna Red make Bull sure he does it. He's gonna get more Red Bull wins. He's gonna get more titles at Red Bull. Christian is going to make sure he does it. Like that, you know, you you know it is, yeah. You know, Christian hates Vettel because he left, and he that's why he keeps on molding Max into this guy. So he's gonna raise all of Vettel's records. You, like like um, what's it called? Um, it's kind of like how uh, yeah. Neymar, a uh, bastard Neymar when he left. Just when you went when you went to that Barca museum, erased everything about Neymar. And I that's that's what that's what um, Red Bull wanted um, Christian Horner wants to do. Max erased everything about Vettel. As far as they're concerned, it will be Coulthard and Webber. They're the only other drivers out there. <laughs> Coulthard. Hey, listen, that will be, that will be, that will be funny. But like, listen, man. At the end of the day, like. I think a lot of people, they 
one thing I'll tell you about Formula One, and I've said this for a very long time, is that they do not like people winning. They don't like greatness. We're at now we're in the honeymoon stage. Yeah. If Max is still winning next year and the year after, watch how the narrative changes at Sky Sports. But you, you've, already seen, you've already seen you've already seen it. Obviously, I, Vettel, I think maybe used not. To talk crazy on Vettel's name. Yeah. Sky Sports. Yeah. It used to be insane. I was like, fam, watch anybody watch it back. Watch the BBC coverage with uh like uh Eddie Jordan and them man. Look at the way they used to speak about uh, Vettel. It was crazy. Sky but, used to run I mean, Sky used to run polls on, on Vettel. <laughs> They used to run polls on whether it was good for the sport. They keep it. They used to tear him to pieces. That, that's I, that's I, happening to Max already on, on on social media though. So it's coming. I, I think it's. I, I think Sky won't do it with Max because they were seen. They've done it twice with Lewis and with Vettel. Um, but you are noticing the narrative, especially in the way Brundle and Crofty are starting to talk about him, and they're like, "Oh, it's too easy for him, and this must be boring for him." And it kind of, kind of, when you're saying those words like easy, boring, it's kind of saying, well, we need something to spice this up a bit. Mm. And this is why they're so excited that Mercedes are making, um, finally making movements. I like Aston Martin is making movements. And if only Ferrari could make these movements, like they, do you know how long they dragged out that title charge for last year? Like Charles was, was done by France. No, it's not by like Singapore. Like by France, Charles was done. And he was like, oh no, he can still do it. He can still he's not he's not that guy. He's not that guy, pal. I've got a question. I've got a question before we move on to driver of the day and the TV award. Um, do you think um Red Bull win every race this season? No. No. Nope. Because there's a lot of chatter about it and like, oh, they can do it, da, 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 whatever, whatever. I'm like, I've watched Formula One for like a very, very, very long time. That shit don't happen. There's gonna be one day where something's gonna go wrong for Red Bull and they're not gonna win the race because that's how Formula One works. But I think it's laughable to think they're gonna win every race. I think Sil- Silver's gonna be an interesting one. Silver's gonna be an interesting one. Um, we have what when did we have sprint races? We have new tracks as well, got Qatar and Singapore. Uh, no, what's that other track? Blake back Vegas. Those are two unknowns, so it's yeah. They've nearly when I think about it, they've nearly lost two races this year. They nearly if they nearly lost Monaco. If they didn't get pole, if Max don't do that sector three, that that's it. The records they're not going to get the record. You know what I mean? Steve Alonso or Charles Leclerc wins that race. So it's such a fine margin in Formula One. Yeah, look at this race now. He wasn't even that far ahead. Ferraris had better race pace, and this guy was uh, giggling uh, while he was uh, spinning over curbs, like he's oh yeah, I nearly concussed myself, whatever. He's they're gonna do something. Someone's gonna fuck up, whether it be Max or uh, Perez. One of them is gonna fuck up and lose a win. I don't, I don't think they're gonna fail to win a race on pace. So I don't think anyone's gonna like like Brazil last year. I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think they're they're so far ahead that they have to throw it away, or they have to have a DNF. Or an incident, or something, but it's going to happen. Uh, ha, ha, like Max already, George has already taken Max um, on the starting line, so yeah, so you never know. And and another thing as well is uh, Ted's notebook at the end of the Canadian Grand Prix. He said that Red Bull already they've moved on now. They're not working on this car anymore. So you're not going to see any upgrades on this car. They've moved on to 2024. So 
as that car stands still in time, another car's upgrade, then we're looking at, and if the title's already wrapped up, they might not care about that. Like Brazil last year, that was just a throwaway. They didn't care about that weekend whatsoever. They effed up the ride hacks and they just said, yeah, fuck it. We stink. Just for that single weekend. Lewis suggested that Mercedes are going to do. Obviously, he knows that, so they're going to. He says suggested they're going to eventually do the same. So I think the teams will just follow suit, and then the gap's going to remain the same. So I think they're going to get close. Obviously, they're what nine seconds off this time. Um, but I think they would. They would just fail to win a race based on the fact that no yeah. one has ever done that, and I don't think anyone's ever going to do that. That there are too many. Schumacher came closest, isn't it? With, he with did, 16? yeah. Or Boy. Sixteen out of eighteen. Six, I think it was, six, sixteen out of seventeen. Yeah. yeah, but them, wow. them, them rules. <laughs> them rules. That that will never happen again yeah. because you have yeah. to understand they like, had the, the whole tire thing as well. You have your yeah. own tires. This is like imagine that in F one now. People that would be so controversial. Would I, I would love it back, man. I love that. Nah. That tire wars. It's yeah. Nah. Like, yeah. boy, like. Like there was only what there was only one race where, no, yeah, two thousand four was insane, man. Y'all know truly, man. Saved us all. Um... <laughs> all right, we'll go to uh, drivers of the day. Who are your drivers of the day, Lawrence? Obviously, I know who it is. Come, come on, my brother Alex Alexandro. You can speak about his race again if you want. Give not me, much needs to be. Lap. Not much needs to be said. Um... How, many, how, how many lap? Ta- how how old the tires? You don't know the Fifty-eight laps old is 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 his hearts, and he actually started on worn mediums. That was the crazy thing. He had old mediums, so mate, obviously, and defended really well. Um, his car placement was really good, actually, is what I liked. Um, sensible. So he put that car. I don't think it's as bad as people now make out with those upgrades, but um, did nothing wrong, and finished seventh. And Stroll finished. Whatever they night for whatever they're hey, so. Stroll, Stroll got uh, Bottas on the line. Yeah, all of our predictions because everybody says. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, so th- that's it. Simple as simple as that. Um, I think it's underrated. I think how, um, how how good a drive that can be in a car like that. I think what's the name? This is my controversial opinion. I think if if it was Lando behind him instead of Ocon, he would uh, Lando would have done him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was so glad that it went Lando. Because Ocon was stinking yeah. with his twerking wing. I don't know, <laughs> rear wing. I don't know how that's legal, by the way. Yeah. I've never seen that. That that if that comes off, that's killing someone on the spot as well. That's the crazy thing. Um, like people were saying, Oh yeah, Lando's snitching. I'm like, bro, are you seeing this rear wing? Are you are you he, he's, sn- he's snitching because he's gonna have his head chopped off if you don't. That's it. I've um, never seen a rear wing like that, but yeah. Um shout out to Arbon. Warris, do you know what I mean? Single-handedly getting Williams off the bottom of the constructors' standing. Um, at the moment, uh, Alpha Tauri on the constructors' bottom, mm. and I don't know how because they've got slow, they've got a faster car than McLaren. So how on earth are they lasting constructors? This is very strange. Certain coin goes down. No, no, we're not. We're not speaking on them team here. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go Albon as well. Yeah, I think it's it's a no brainer, isn't it? 
has um has John has John Joe Shelby ever got man of the match for any team? Yeah, of course he has. <laughs> of course he has. <laughs> what was that? What was that match when he squared up to Fergie? That's my that's my man of the match. That's my man of the match right there when he squared up to Fergie. Um, yeah, my driver of the day is um, I think I'm gonna give it to. I don't know, you know. Nobody really stood out to me in that race. Except for Albon. So I'm going to have to give it to Albon. Albon, full house. You know how rare that is in this pod? To get full house. That's a full house right there. You get me? Uh, I, I can't give it to Lando because he had a penalty. I was going to give it to Lando because he gave us all the entertainment because he was just dunking on everybody. That penalty was so stupid, honestly. I've never seen that before. Unsportsmanlike. So he, he, he was just trying to back up just to stop a double stack. Obviously, just sitting there. Unsportsmanlike. Five seconds, you know, while certain men were doing craziness and weren't getting no time. Um, anyways, uh, Latifi Award, who had the stinker of the weekend, Lawrence. Can I can I give it to um, De Vries and Magnussen just for that clown show? <laughs> that clown show for nine. I've never seen space, people simultaneously lock up. <laughs> that was bro. These are supposed to be world class drivers. Yeah, I swear to you, I've seen worse at team sport, bro. I swear, I swear no, to you, I, I, thought, give, I thought I give an allowance to Kevin Magnussen because these tires was old as shit. De Vries had new tires. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. To be fair, everybody I was just, dunking on K Man because his tires were dead. But I just think that was that was like, yeah, bro. I I've seen worse, honestly, on on a kids' kind session. That was bonkers. Um, so give it to the Vries. Screw it. The Vries collecting them like uh like he's uh, infinity rings this season. He's got bare Latifi awards. Uh, Mark's. Okay, so there was a few. That could have got it. George Russell, Carlos Sainz, Charles Leclerc, Ferrari. But I'm going to go with Daniel Ricciardo. Because what Why? was that awful, awful, awful stream? I, I haven't oh even seen gosh. it, guys. I haven't seen it. Oh. Did you watch Did you watch that? Please talk, no, man. Um, listen, because man. I, because I I'm not going to speak about how Sky. I watched it for one. one. Let me know what's going on. I refuse to pay for Sky. Sky. I had to find other means to watch the race and I was out as well. So okay. what my the normal Sky Sports stream kind of went down. So I had to go find another stream. And I found the one with Danny Ricardo and Will yes, Arnett. Man, yeah. and it was easily the worst thing I've ever seen. Listen, Danny Ricardo was talking the very technical and Will Arnett was just not getting anything at all. And they were trying to crack jokes and it just was dead. It was horrible. It was horrific. And yeah, that's who my the TV would go to Sky for. Well done for trying something new, but that did not work at all. And you you, you need to find someone, Danny Rick. If you're gonna have Danny Rick there, you're going to have to find someone he can bounce off of. And Will Arnett was not that guy. I'll be real with you. Yeah, I didn't know Will Arnett um, watched Formula One and that, so that was a bit yeah a bit of a sticky one they need to just get pissed off from there you get me yeah, we could have a conversation on there but um imagine Anik on sky oh gosh <laughs> jordan henderson no no okay, right? <laughs> he would go on a rant about jordan henderson being better than ronaldo or something like that he would do something stupid like that um but yeah uh my latifia was george russell stinker stinker absolute stinker bro just i don't want to hear it there's no excuse man 
been in it and then uh, saying that you're faster than a certain man and not well, just being in it ridiculous um, Sergio Perez we ain't forgot you as well I'm just letting you know that you know I'm going to that was a stinker of a weekend that was a stinker of a weekend both race and he, he recovered he recovered both race and quality he was he, he was kind of stinky still do you know what's so funny yeah I'll say this yeah he'll have stinker weekends whatever but I guarantee he'll probably win one of the first uh, next five races he'll just, get, he'll just win one yeah, like I said, it's a cycle. He he, he does it. And everybody's gonna forget about it, and then then he's gonna stink it up for like three races. Then get yeah. him out of the seat. Then he's gonna get another podium. It's just just this is the cycle, man. Um, before we go, we'll just do a couple of listeners' questions. We only got a few. Um, Stinner season at Stinner season. Are we ready to admit Sainz is a worse terrorist than Maldonado? Um, I'll say Maldonado is quicker than Sainz. I'll say that. Wow. <laughs> Maldonado. Is that, is that crazy? Is that crazy thing to say? Wow. Maldonado was quick, though. Wow. Maldonado was Osama bin Laden. You don't get better than that. Okay? You, you don't that get better. Than that. Of he, terrorism. <laughs> Maldonado used to do the craziest things. Like him, when him and Grosjean was on the track, oh my God. I, oh I, he, my gosh. And Maldonado used to jump start races with such confidence. With such confidence, the guy would jump start. The lights are not out yet, brother. Why are you? Why are you halfway down the grid already? What's going on? The guy was so funny, man. I thought he was quick. I thought he was good. He had a quick one lap pace. You get me? One in Spain, he kept on on the manners. He's not quicker than Carlos. Come on, he's not quicker than Carlos. Why? Why? Why is he not quicker than Carlos? Yeah, he had a he had a flash in a pan race, obviously, and then. And then what? Yeah, one one lap pace, okay, but in the race, nothing. Uh, Carlos did did his bit at McLaren. That's the bit. If I have to go back to it at McLaren, oh yeah, he, he, okay, he, he did his thing. You know, he did his thing there. So 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 that's 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 it. Simple as that for me. Um, okay, um, we'll move on to the next question. Uh, will Perez will Perez get to the end of his contract? And uh, Merck versus AM upgrades. So obviously we spoke about this. So when Mark's kind of came off for a second, um, we'll, we'll speak at the second one first. Merck brought their upgrades in Monaco, kind of were fruitful in uh, in Silverstone. No, no, Silverstone in Barcelona. Now Aston Martin have brought their upgrades in Canada, and now they seem quite equal again. Uh, who's going to end up on top, Mark? I have faith in my goat. Yeah. Your faith in your goat to make the upgrades work, yeah? Yeah, of course. I think I think their problem is a bit like tire. They're getting the heat in the tires. They've always struggled with it, that especially with these new regs. Um, and I think if they can sort out, and apparently there's what two new upgrades to be come in before the uh, summer break. So one, I think it's one in Silverstone. Yeah, and then one probably probably be Spa then, yeah. and. Um, yeah, so I, I have faith in my go. I think they'll they'll come out on top. Um, I think Aston Martin can. They have, while they've been great, they do have moments where they don't get it right as well. And I think those moments happen more. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I'll go to the other question. Uh, will Perez get to the end of the contract, Lawrence? His yep. contract runs out next year. Yeah. Yeah. Without without fail. Um, 
We've explained why already. Yeah, we kind of already spoke so. about that, yeah. Um, we'll go to Theo Mohina at underscore Theo Mohina. Uh, we've already spoke, spoke about unsportsmanlike behavior. behaviour. Uh, he's also said, also, are we ready to admit Osama bin Russell will cost any chance of Mercedes bringing the fight to Red Bull? No, I feel that's yes. I think if there's one person you want to go into battle with, especially yeah. against Max, Russell has shown that he, he's not he's willing to Russell will a martyr. Him. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's <laughs> take out Max, no problem, boss. Yeah, I think yeah, he's not bought ass. Let's just put it like that. Yeah. Um, what one from D Conscious? How many points would Yuki have if the FIA didn't have an agenda against him? Uh, seeing Albon jump to 12 in the driver's standing got me low-key salty. So good, clearly, good. This, is, this is somebody that uh, is a Yuki fan over an Al- Albon fan, clearly. Good. Um, no, nah, he gets targeted for no reason, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's, he's, he, does some, he does some strange stuff as well. Like this weekend, he was doing the same thing. Block literally, he blocked literally everyone. And, and then he screams on the radio and then does the same thing. It's like, Bro, every day he's switching it up. That's it. So, 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 so that's it. I think uh, you, you and it, man. Yeah, Yuki, Yuki haters. I just don't. I just don't get it. Like, good, good drive. I look like I think he's 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 very quick when he can be, but he's quick in the wet. Yeah, which I can't. I can't disagree. But he's not going to push that car anywhere where it needs to go. How many points would he have? I don't even know how many he has. Got all he's, got, he's, got, points. he's got two points. Yeah, and then he's finished like eleven for like four times. So he might have four or five. He ain't gonna get more than one point a race. He's been shagged bare times, man. Yeah, I feel bad for him. He's, he's definitely shat, for, he's, he's, he's putting the freeze in the dirt. He's all of his shout, shouting and little little man syndrome. He's gonna have to hold that one. All right. Um, all right, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, thank you guys uh, for uh, listening to the pod if you got here so far. Uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on uh, Twitter at pitstopfracker, follow us on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. If you are listening, please leave us a five star review. If you're watching this on YouTube, please uh, like and subscribe. And we will be back uh, in Austria uh, to review the. Was it Styrian? No, no, we'll say it's this Austrian. No. Uh, Austrian GP. Uh, peace. Brand new season, brand new yeah. dawn for Formula One. It's the Bahrain Grand Prix. And it's lights out, and away we go. We off the green, green, green. This for my kid, kid, kid. Taking away from him. Down the right straight to go. Schumacher blocks. Look good on the inside. And Marcus Schumacher takes the lead.
all the kids out there who dream the impossible. Sports Social Podcast Network.